This is your Womanhood After Motherhood podcast, season two, episode number two, with guest, Mishael Eli. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Reva. The mama I'm going to talk to today runs a resource and blog called Moms in the Industry. This episode is more focused towards moms working in the entertainment industry, but I feel like there are tons of tips uh, all across the board. She's going to share her story with us and how she was fired from her job because she was pregnant and how that was a jumping off point for her in her life. She's worked in many facets of the entertainment industry. She has worked as an actor, a singer, a producer. She is a published writer and a musician. She's got two kids, a five-year-old and a one-year-old, and she's going to share her journey so far with us. Please welcome Michelle Ali. Michelle, welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You have a, a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Yes. Right? Right now? Yes. <laughs> she says yes. As I'm like, are you yawning? How are you? Oh, how, how is your day-to-day life right now? Let's just start there. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So our daughter, she goes to school, which is awesome. And um, my husband and I recently got on the same page as far as the schedule is concerned. So we're picking out certain dates where when he comes home, he'll do the dinner and, ha- and I go. It's like a shift mm, change. Yeah. And then we'll have our late nights together. But we need that shift change because he has work he has to do too outside of, you know, his owning his studio. So it's a yeah, process. He works. Your husband is a freelancer. Is he a photographer? He's a photographer and he also owns uh, Concrete Studios LA. Oh, wow. So, okay, yeah. So you're both juggling freelance stuff and then sharing the responsibility of the kids. Yes. It's, it's And so rough. you... So you both cook? Does he cook too? Girl, yes. That's part of the reason I married him. That was on the application. (laughs) Oh, I miss that one. I totally miss that one. My husband, my... So just on a side note here, my my daughter, she's really into dinosaurs. And she has... uh, We have five imaginary dinosaurs that live with us. And... (laughs) The other day she was introducing uh, my husband to one of the dinosaurs and she's like, dinosaur, this is daddy. He doesn't know how to cook dinner. Oh, <laughs> and no. that, was, that was the introduction. I was like, oh, yeah. Girl, <laughs> let me tell you. Well, that's really mommy. My mom, bless her heart and rest her soul. She, she knows what it is. She did not know how to cook either, but she knew how to oh. order. Oh, yeah. And that's what I learned. And I mean, she would make a mean grilled cheese sandwich. She would make like the basics to get yeah, me yeah. out of my hunger phase. But my yeah. dad was the cook in my home. So I uh. had to find the equal. Uh, <laughs> so I know uh, since you brought up, I know you're pretty open about the loss of your mother and how that changed the trajectory of your life. Um, how old were you when she passed? I was 18. Wow. Yeah. That's a really pivotal age. How do you how do you think that's changed you or affected you as a mother? Well, it made me appreciate her so much more. And Mm. this is probably not the best parenting, but I kind of let my daughter know straight up how important time is and how um, how important it is to treat people a certain way while they're here. Uh, I mean, you're going to get the four year olds to say, I hate you and or I don't like you. And I have to really be like, "Okay, look now. 
I, yeah. I felt that way about my mom because I felt like she would always be around. And it wasn't yeah. until 16, 17, I was like, oh, my God, you're cool. Like, look at you. You're cute. We're going to get our nails done together. And then I only had her for another year after. Um, right. So it made me appreciate time so much more and moments. I would say mm -hmm. one thing that my mom did because I felt like she she kind of had the foresight, like she kind of knew that her life would be short. I, I don't know how to explain that, but she knew deep down in, in her heart. Kind of like when Kobe said, you know, he always felt like he was going to pass young. Um, some yeah. people just do, and that was my mom. But one thing that she did as a parent that I'm able to transfer to my kids is she created moments. And I barely remember some of the things I did yesterday, but I do vaguely remember being seven going to French restaurants or being 12 and she getting a group of my friends and renting a limo and we go to the Kennedy Center. Like these are things that my mom did. She took me to Rome when I was 14, took me out of school, mind you. I just knew I was the hot stuff. <laughs> took me wow. out of school for a work trip and took me to Rome um, the, when I was just turning to a freshman and, and let me experience that. So that's something that I pass to my kids for sure is enjoying moments. Those are pretty big moments that you just <laughs> mentioned. Like, I mean, she had a really good job. So, so wow. <laughs> she worked for the World Bank. You know, I'm I'm not quite there uh, financially, but we're, we're working towards that goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how do you create moments in, in your life right now with your five-year-old and your one-year-old? What does that look like in your life to create those moments? It's just creating little staycations and, and little moments like that. So that's what we'll do. And or. You know, I live by North Hollywood Park and the sprinklers will be on and we'll like play in the sprinklers, which I don't know if it's the healthiest thing, but we do that. <laughs> and, yeah. and she'll remember moments like that, which is awesome. Yeah. A moment where we are fully present, where we are engaged and we are not distracted in any way. That That is the key. That's the sort of through line of everything that you just described. There's no phones. You're fully engaged. You're doing something together. And and yeah, and creating that moment. Yeah. I, I like that she said about being engaged because when, um, when I take her to swim class, she knows that the only time I'm holding up my phone is, she says, using the vlog. She thinks I'm vlogging her. <laughs> She's... <laughs> such a YouTube kid um, she's cute. like mom did you vlog that did you did you get the vlog I'm like baby I got it but she knows that I'm not on Instagram or she knows that I'm not doing right. work she knows that I'm totally invested in what she's doing in that moment um, so that is very very important yeah so what uh, surprised you about motherhood how people did not share their experiences correctly <laughs> Details, details. <laughs> okay, so the person that I kind of go to was my grandmother, right? Because she had four kids and like you're a vet in this. You have four kids and you have grandkids. So, yeah. so when I tell her, grandma, like Luke unscrews the caps of everything and he gets into everything and now syrups all over my kitchen floor. She just laughs like, ah, <laughs> oh, you didn't get any sleep. Ah, <laughs> I'm like, wait, you knew that this, you knew about this? And she said, girl, yeah, your mama with one person had the measles, then all the kids had the measles. I was like, wait, so you knew that one kid gets sick, the other kid's going to get sick? She's like, yeah, girl. I said, grandma, when, why didn't the elders have like a little hen meeting 
and introduce the new ones to, hey, this is what, now you're going to learn stuff on your own. You're going to learn how to handle it on your own. But just as much as you're in love and joy, these little terrors will wreck your house. Yeah, there is, there, I mean, there's a thousand resources out there, but I can't, I don't have time to read them all. I've read so many books and there's still so many things that I had no idea. I was just in a conversation last night with a friend of mine and we were talking, I was like, oh, my, my daughter is three. And uh, I was saying, I finally I finally taught her how to spit out the toothpaste. Like she rinses her mouth and she can rinse it out and spit it out. And she's like, she been swallowing it this whole time? And I was like, well, I just give her a tiny little bit. But I, I like she couldn't figure it. She pretended to sw- like she's pretended to spit, but she's like mostly swallowing it. Right. She just drinks the water. And my friend's like, uh, well, her like that's her. The fluoride and the toothpaste could turn one of her teeth gray. I was like, I had no idea how important that was. I, I it, it's these little tiny things that. You, how, how am I supposed to know all this stuff? How, where am I going to get this information? But check it. This is why I put it on the blog. When I found out information, I write an article about it because I'm like, if I didn't know this, there's somebody else who didn't. And like when they went to the dentist, this is what hit me to, to fluoride and and toothpaste and everything. When the dentist asked me, do I want to put fluoride on? I'm like, wait, why are you asking? I didn't, (laughs) I thought this is what you do. He's like, well, some people don't really. And I was like. Oh, well, let me research because before I would have just went with the flow, not knowing. And then I would ask my friends, like, do you guys use fluoride toothpaste? And they're like, well, I mean, we will when they turn three or we will when they turn four. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, let me research. Oh, it does this. It does this. I didn't know. I was fine. In the 80s, we just had fluoride. (laughs) Right. We drank it. I drank it. Like, I idea I yeah so there's all these little things that I had no idea about but being able like the elders share and I do think we're we share so much more now like you must have a friend circle and that you guys all share your information with right is that how like that for me I think that's how I learn everything so far because I'm I'm only learning such a small percentage of it from the actual books and magazines and online but really it's everybody just talking and sharing. So that's why it's so important to share these stories. So in terms of what surprised you about motherhood in your own body or emotionally? Um, Patience. I have given myself so much more grace. And um, I didn't think, I I did suffer from postpartum visibly this time around. Um, But I was also able to confront it differently. And so I had to give myself a lot more grace than I have done before. And I've also noticed that my patients have been reserved for my children. <laughs> so so things aren't as heavy and important. Like in my 20s, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she didn't return my phone call. Is she mad? Did I say something at lunch the other day? Now I'm like, girl, you must be busy too. Even if you don't have kids, you're busy. I'm busy. It, I'll hit you. And then if I if it goes a week or so and you don't hit me back, then I'm like, hey, you good? You're alive? Are you sick? Is everything okay? Okay. And yeah. then we'll move on. Um, so things not being as important mm-hmm. and, and me holding on to things has definitely changed. Um, Body-wise... I don't know if this is just for age, but I've noticed my right knee and my left hip out of sync. <laughs> so yeah, that's been well. A if thing. you think when 
When we give birth, like everything shifts around, our hips are shifting, which shifts our knees, and then everything has to open up to give birth. So, it, it yeah, I think hip and knees for sure, for sure. For Exercise. Sure. So with the first one, I I was always pretty active, and I walked everywhere with her. For the second one, I mean, I was grieving at the same time because of a loss, but um, I just I didn't do anything with him, and mm. now that we are considering number three, I have really need to get fit, not just for the baby, but for my own health. Like, cause I had, um, the, the recti where your abdomen separates. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and not to scare anyone. This isn't a scary thing. I, I just want to put that out there that these things can happen. So work out, you know, your yeah. body is doing something miraculous, something that we've only seen on alien, <laughs> you know? So yeah. thank your body and then reward your body by working out. And I've learned that doing Pilates really helped my physical therapy. I did physical therapy too, but it really helped me kind of get back a little bit. And it helped mm-hmm. with my mental. It's so true what they say about the endorphins and the brain and, and stepping outside. So I want to encourage anyone to pay attention to their body and to reward their body through exercise for sure. So you created a resource called Moms in the Industry. Can you please tell us the story of how that came about? Sure, yeah, definitely. So I was pregnant with my daughter, my first child. Um, I had her back in 2016. And I was working on a show at the time as a PA. And I got let go. And I was like, wait, what? why did I get let go? I was doing a, a really good job. Like, you know, if I do say so myself, like I was picking up, you know, copy machines and walking them over to the producer's area and I'm pregnant. So what happened? And so a producer friend of mine let me in and, and told me that the production manager felt bad for me because I was sleeping on my breaks or um, my government issued breaks. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. sleeping on the breaks and she just felt bad that I was pregnant and working and she wanted to do me a favor to, to let me go. And I said, oh, you did that to the right person, honey, because I don't play that, you know, like that's not cool whatsoever. But it made me think about all the women who don't, are afraid of being blacklisted within our industry or who just, you know, don't want to ruffle any feathers. I am definitely the ruffle of feather girl, okay? And I'm about activism and making sure that everyone is treated equally and fairly. And I just felt in the entertainment industry, it's so easy to say, oh, okay, you know, I don't feel like witnessing this or, or being a part of this. And, you know, she's pregnant and, oh, my God, is she going to be available? And so I created this to basically help other women who don't feel like they have a voice. Yeah, because it's... it. it obviously should be our choice. And we know our bodies, we know what we can handle. And people need to respect that and trust that and realize like, I can make my own decision. I know what I can do. And and it's like when you see, sometimes uh, you'll see a woman nine months pregnant running, like she's she's still running every morning. She's nine months pregnant. She's got this massive, massive belly, but she is still running. And people are like, that girl, she should not be running. She's nine months pregnant. Like she's going to go into labor. It's like the girl knows her body. She can do what she wants to do. Exactly. And I think being able to take a step back and and really 
let that ownership be on ourselves instead of other people trying to do you a favor. Like she was trying to do you a favor by firing you. She was. That's what she thought. And, and my friend that told me, like, she doesn't pad stuff. She keeps it all the way real. She's from New York. So she's <laughs> like, yeah, girl, this is what happened now. Don't take this information and get me fired. But this yeah, is what yeah. happened to you. And I said, oh, okay. And I ended up meeting with her. And I yeah. told I, you know, I told her about herself in a very professional way because this is a, still a professional setting. But yeah, I said, yeah. honey, no. And she doesn't have any children. And she doesn't know what it's like to be pregnant. But um, I'm glad that she was able to look past that later. And at the end mm. of the day, the journey really did bless me because right. I was able to one, get this idea spawned and yeah. then two, get a higher notch on my belt as far as a producer and credits go. So yeah. it worked together for good. But in that moment, especially pregnant, I was pissed and emotional and like, what? I love, I love that you advocated for yourself. And she probably looked at them and was like, wow, she is, she is strong. She is go-getter. And so she deserves this other position. So that really, I'm so glad it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah, me too. So what kind of uh, advice do you have for moms in entertainment and freelance industries? What would be your overall advice that you would want to give them? Don't give up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also about purpose. I don't know, you know, how many religious uh, listeners you have, but if God is giving you a purpose or you've received a purpose on like a passion to do this mm. and it hasn't left you, then continue to pursue it. You know, some people you go down the journey to on this road and it was literally just to reach one person. And then later you decided, you know what, after helping this person out, I decided I wanted to be a doctor or something, you know, or, or a nurse or something like that. And that's okay if your passions change. But if you still have that, oh, uh, what if I kept this going, then there's still a little taste there and you absolutely need to continue to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think sometimes it's not about the end product, what the success is. I feel it's the pursuing of it. It's the actual act of doing it regardless of what the outcome is. Uh, I have friends who, so many people who want to be in the entertainment industry and and move to LA and maybe they don't find the success that they thought they were going to find. But it doesn't matter in the end because if they didn't go and do it, then they would always regret that they didn't do it. Exactly. And so, yeah, if you do feel that passion and feel that purpose, you just have to follow it regardless. You do. All the way, like until it, the flame goes out. And when the flame yeah. goes out, it's not a negative thing. It's just spark a flame yeah. for something else, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes, yeah, it morphs along the way and you kind of go on different roads. And yeah. What sort of things do you do for your mind and for... My podcast is called Womanhood After Motherhood. So the finding the womanhood I talk a lot about and I'm on a discovery uh, trying to see what helped women find their way back to their, whether it be their sexuality or their confidence or finding themselves back in their body. Like I couldn't, I, I didn't feel like I could, I was really in my body after. Are there things that you did that helped you, remind you of the woman you are and bring you back? Yes. So I now, you've had her on, on your show before, Brandy Harris. Uh, yes. She is a creative director. She's a dancer. She used to dance with Black Eyed Peas. She's one of my best friends, godmother to my children. Um, and she has this uh, fitness company called Sweat Squad. 
And she revamped it over 2020. It's always been high intensity dance workouts, right? Um, but what she has added new since the pandemic is enjoying your sexuality. So this past weekend on Saturday, we had a heels class. And halfway through, she's like, okay, now girls, put on your heels. <laughs> and so we all put on our heels and we really embraced ourselves. And she motivates you and she talks with you. And she said, this is a safe space and you believe her, you know? And no one is looking at anybody else in there. You're just looking at yourself and Brandy and like, can I really hit the floor like she just did in these heels? Yeah, yeah. And then she says, girl, you know you can go lower than that. That's You had a baby before. You might as well get on down to that floor. And I'm like, you know what? I can go lower in these yes. heels. It's going to take me a while to get back up. But I'm going to get down there. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say Sweat Squad has really helped with my physical and my mental. And I'm not just saying that because she's my best friend. Um, and then meditation has really, really helped walking. I literally say, honey, I'm going outside. You got the kids. Like, don't even, when you find yourself like yelling or feeling frustrated or just something small annoys you, just take a beat, go outside, walk, have a moment to yourself. Um, I also listen to motivational speakers uh, the one that plays the music, the classical music in the background, and they're kind of yelling at you a little bit. So they yell at me just enough to piss me off to say, I didn't give up. I'm not giving up. <laughs> you know? Who who do you listen to? I cannot think of his name. I, I can't think of his just name. Just on your, that's but, okay. But it's a popular one. Like if you go to Will Smith uh, on YouTube and he and do motivational, you'll hear like him in the background, like saying, you, you're not going to give up. You came too far to give up. And I'm like, I did come too far to give up. <laughs> you know? Crying and wiping. Like, I'm not, I don't care if I stepped on a toy five times. I'm going to pick it up the next time I see it, you know. So these are the things that truly, truly help me, you know. And so I really hope that someone can probably use it and, and, and help them as well. Yeah, well, it, I think the meditating is Breathing, connecting to breath. Yoga is connecting to breath. Walking is a type of meditation because it is connecting to your breath. So it all of those things that are grounding you and connecting us to our breath, which is connecting us to our, our bellies, which is what brings us back down from living on our heads or whatever the crazy chaos is. So do you meditate is is when you said meditation is that you're walking or do you also do a separate an actual sit down meditation? So I again time is very fleeting uh, in this household. So when I lay down the baby, um I turn on like some rain or something like that and I literally the intent is to calm my mind. And so I'll lay there and after I feed him you know, breastfeed him, I have to have him off of my body, like, don't touch me. <laughs> and let me really just calm and connect to the sound. I really try to relax as much as I can. Because your mind is always going. And I, you know, on a side note, I had heart palpitations. And that's something that I find myself struggling with. And I went to the doctor and I'm like, man, you know, I'm having heart palpitations and what's going on. And he said, honestly, I think you're having anxiety. I was like, what? And he's like, well, if your heart rate isn't going when you're having the palpitations, and palpitations is your is fluttering of your heart, he was like, it could be mental. And initially you think, oh, you're saying I'm crazy? I'm not crazy, you know? 
But no, you have, you're not able to calm down. And so it's important to take those beats and those breaths. What has made me calm down is getting massages. And I'm not necessarily talking Burke Williams. You don't have to go to Burke Williams to find a good masseuse. I go right down the street <laughs> and uh, I find my, my couple of few girls that I absolutely love. And yeah. they really help me and take care of me. And, and I relax. So Thank you so much for sharing. I like to close the show with a personal mantra and affirmation that we can say to ourselves in a tough moment to help us refocus and remind us of the women we are. And I would love for you to share your mantra with us. So my mantra, I have two, if that's okay. Of course. Um, so my first mantra is put your big girl panties on. Like life is going to be hard, gone, and you know, you're going to have to get it done. Who else going to do it? You're going to do it. So put the big girl panties on and knock it out. Um, so that's the first mantra. And the second one that I have I like to that. share um, is you will not get on you more than you can bear. And it sounds so cliche, but it is the absolute truth. If you, you will not die from the weight that is put on you. It is always meant for you to figure out how to push the weight off and then tell someone else what your journey was. Like we're all sent here with purposes and we're all sent here to educate and help others. And so you going through your turmoil or, or your crisis or whatever that may be for you, Pushing through it, taking notes along the way, and sharing that to help someone else who may be going through something similar is so rewarding. Thank you so much. So where can people find you? So I'm, I'm on Instagram, uh, Moms in the Industry, um, also Michelle Music. And then you can also go to the website, momsintheindustry.com, and you can find me there as well. Got it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was fun. And thank you all for listening. Head over to Instagram at Womanhood After Motherhood to continue the conversation. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on the latest episodes.